Well, dear church family, again, we uh, this evening are looking at a particular subject which is very much under attack and has, and, and has for many, many years now been undermined, uh, very much so in, in, in the West, amidst the much experimental Christianity which has taken place. And I think me and Terry you know, today, we, you kind of get a sense of this, this, the biblical illiteracy really amongst many Christians. There's, there's a, almost like an experimental attitude nowadays to the word of God. And it's so sad to, to, to see uh, that many professing Christians have left off the word of God. And this evening, the subject this evening, uh, the study of the church, also known in theological terms as uh, eschatology, uh, ecclesiology, sorry, um, or in simple terms, I like to put it as the, the family of God, uh, the family of God. And that's why I sometimes address us as our church family, because we are a family. Uh, we're, if we're born of the Holy Spirit and we've truly uh, received Christ, we are part of the family of God. And uh, uh, it, it's so sad when we see so much resistance to coming to church nowadays there's we we see with uh, much of the internet the rise of the internet and and, and also covid in recent years how uh, the love of of many has waxed cold uh, in serving the lord and wanting to be with god's people so this really i spoke recently about uh about a laboring fellowship a, a, a a wholehearted serving fellowship, a laboring fellowship, and the need for that, the biblical need for that. But tonight, I just want to zoom our focus in on the importance of the church, the importance of the church of Jesus Christ. And because the Bible is very clear that there'll be very few maverick Christians in glory. There will be very few Christians who deliberately separate themselves from the body of Christ and just seek to go their own way. Um, I do understand that uh, Christians can go through seasons of discouragement, perhaps harsh words or unjust words can be said at times, and there can be, like any family, skirmishes and times uh, that this happened. But ultimately, if you're a true Christian, you cannot really, you have that desire to want to be with God's people because it's you're part of the family, the local a church family, uh, like a, a member of a body, it doesn't work independently from a, a family of God's people. So um, I think it's very timely to speak about this particular subject. Well, the Apostle Paul describes true believers who are now glorified and those who are still alive, us, in Ephesians 3.15, which will be our concentration today as the whole family in heaven and in earth. The church triumphant, those whom we know are with the Lord in glory, in paradise, forever with our Saviour. And uh, they are with the Lord. They are triumphant. And we here now are the church militants. We are those who are still walking by faith in Christ, still in the warfare as, as it were. But we will one day be with them in glory. The whole family in heaven and in earth. So I'm going to draw some truths for us this evening from just this text, really. And just like any ordinary family, 
True Christians are called a family because they have one father in heaven. They do not have many fathers. We do not call a priest uh, our father because he's not our father. Uh, We don't have many fathers. We We have one heavenly father. And every person who is truly born again believer can call upon and cry, Abba, Father, because they've received the, the spirit of adoption. So we have one heavenly Father. And of course, all believers are children of God by faith, in Christ Jesus, by his grace. And so to belong to God's family, one must be born again. Not of the blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Um, to, be, to be joined to God's heavenly family, you have to experience the new birth. And again, Terry and I, today in today's evangelism, just talking to people about the new birth. Have you been born again? And we've even been ridiculed for, oh, you're one of those born again people, are you? And well, this is, this is what Christ said, someone has to be born again. You have to experience the new birth. There must be a, a complete change of heart. And mind, there must be new desires and principles in your heart. You must be born again of the Holy Spirit of God. This is not some unbiblical doctrine. This this is something which has to happen in someone's heart for you to to belong to the the family of of God. And so to belong to God's family, someone has has to experience. I'm not talking in a charismatic way. I'm talking in the heart. Someone has to experience the new birth, which the scripture uh, in many uh, cases describes. All true born-again Christians are born of one spirit. They have one father. They're all born again. They experience a new creation and they are born of one spirit. So they all experience the same thing. Like I said, they have received the spirit of adoption whereby they cry, Abba, Father. And so the family of God are those who are of the household of faith. They walk by faith and not by sight. Like a family, they're of the household of faith. They're no longer walking now by sight, by this world's ideals, by this world's wicked systems. They now walk by faith in the word of God, which, is, which the Holy Spirit applies to their hearts to be conformed to the word of God. And of course, part of the mystical, part of being the family of God is they are part of the mystical body of Christ. We are members of Christ's body, are we not? And uh, Christ is our head. And we, as it were, seek to conform to our head in everything. And as part of the body of Christ, we support one another. We're close to one another. Uh, we all have the mind of Christ, the renewed mind of Christ, as it were. So we want to be around one another. We want to support one another. As, as a, a, a muscle in your body draws on another muscle, uh, so this is true with the family of God. We, we need each other in the sense of uh, our intercessory prayers. When one believer is, is perhaps going through difficult trials, there's another believer praying for that person, encouraging that person, sending an email, writing a letter, having a phone call from that that person. Uh, We must always have this in mind because we're a family. 
The family of God really should, should always be in our, in our hearts and our minds. That is my family. I'm born now of God. Those, those people are now part of my family, my heavenly family. I'm going to share eternity with them. And so that's so important. Of course, the family of God are those who are Christ's bride. We are wedded now to him. And we are forever wedded for him. And all those, of course, who are of the family of, of, of God are wedded to Christ. We are also described as the family of God as the living temple. We are built up upon Christ, who was our sure foundation. And so, like I said, again, that the picture here of a family supporting one another as a living temple, those lively stones, precious, uh, bought with a great price, built up upon our, our rock, our foundation, Christ. And you think about any building and all the stones, that's like a Christian, a Christian is built upon Christ and the, the stones and the, the materials, they, they support one another and they need one another. And so I'm just trying to, <laughs> just trying to uh, really give us some inspiration to the importance of the family of God. And because it's been so much undermined in our culture and sadly today, amongst, it has a very low view amongst many professing Christians. Membership of Christ's family, therefore, does not depend upon earthly connections or upon natural birth or upon denominations, although these things can be important. It depends upon the new birth. It depends upon if you've truly been born again. You will want to be part of a church family. You'll want to have fellowship with other believers. You'll want to worship the Lord in spirit and in truth. You'll want to serve the Lord in a new family. Uh, you won't just want to, to detach yourself from a body effectively. What, what part of our bodies wants to do that? You'll want to be part of the family if you're truly born again. And... and uh, Real relationships are called a family because they all rejoice in one name. And that's the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And just as our family surnames link us to various members around the country and around the world, so too Christ has united us to all true believers around the world. I mean, I think we're a living testimony in this church of that, aren't we? We've got people from America, people from Cameroon, people from South Africa, people from Wales, and you know, all over the place, people from Northern Ireland, uh, people from Devon, all over the place. Um, but yet, we can have that, that likeness and that oneness in the Lord. We can see that's a brother, that's a sister, because we've got that, that likeness of Christ. We have the same appetites. The Spirit has gave us the same desires, the same appetites to, to be with one another, to worship the Lord. Now, this is his wonderful work in us. And so true Christians, above all, are called a family, a family of God, because there is a very powerful family likeness wrought amongst them. There's, there is that family likeness. Just like any, just like uh, any family that has particular characteristics and features, so this is true with the church of God, with the family of God. And never was there such a great 
family that was so despised by most and, of course, loved by so few, comparatively speaking. And just like a family upon earth shares family features and tastes and characteristics, so too God's people, there is a spiritual resemblance, isn't there? And you can really tell when you meet truly born-again believers um, after you spent time with them and you get to talk to them, get to know their heart, and, and you can see that they love the Lord and they want to serve the Lord. And uh, there's, there's this heart for the Lord. And, and so too, amongst God's people, there is this real spiritual resemblance. They all hate sin. They all hate sin as the family of God. They hate sin and they love the Lord God. That's a feature, isn't it, amongst God's true people? Uh, a family feature. They all repent often of corruptions and inbred sin. That's another family feature of God. They all take hold upon the Lord by faith daily and ask for help and strength. We depend upon the Lord. We dare not go it on our, on our own again. This again is another feature of a family. I'm in dependence now upon the Lord. And so when you, when you get to know someone and you're speaking to them for the first time, you're getting to know really someone or their day-to-day -day life or how they're living their lives, you can really get to know whether they're truly part of the family of God or not. They all have similar appetites, spiritually speaking. They, they all rest in the finished work of Christ and have no confidence in the flesh. That, again, is another uh, mark of being part of the family of God. They all endeavour to come out of the world and to be separate, that they may set their affections on things above and, are not, and not on things below. That, again, is another feature of being part of the family of God, a likeness, a resemblance, as it were. They hunger, God's family and the members thereof, hunger and thirst after righteousness. They love their Bibles. They are daily in the word of God. They love to watch and listen to sound sermons, as, as it were. They want to be, their lives to be conformed to the word of God, which is the will of God. This is the characteristics of God's family. They all go to the same throne of grace in prayer and in sweet communion. And no wonder why they are called, no wonder why they are called God's family. This is the church of Jesus Christ, the importance of belonging to God's family. God's children and family can be from broken homes. They can be from Bible-believing homes, they can be poor, they can be rich. It doesn't matter what class or background you're from. Uh, we see that you can come from any background and be part of God's heavenly family. What is the distinguishing grace of God's family? Well, John 13, 35 says, By this shall all men know that ye are my disciples, if ye have love to one Another, if you have love to one another, we we love one another because of the work that the Lord has done in our hearts. We can see Christ in that person. We can see the Word dwelling in that person richly. We we worship 
We can worship together. We want to spend time together. And the, and, the, and the world marvels at us. Look at what a strange thing this is, that people who in the world would have nothing got to do with each other, uh, people who have come from completely different backgrounds, completely different classes, well, look at how they can all come together in unity and so love the Lord. It's a marvel, as it were. Outside of God's family, remember, friends, outside of God's family, there is no salvation. There is no salvation to be had. We're born into this family by the new birth. We partake of the same heavenly bread. And of course, with that said, salvation does not depend upon our union with any church. Of course, it's important, but, but I'm not saying that. But remember, if we're outside of God's family, there is no salvation in the Lord because uh, because when we are truly born again, we become part of God's family. And so you've got to ask yourself the question, really. Those who have no appetite and desire to be amongst God's people, how can they... I mean, I, like I said before, I, I grant that there will be those who perhaps have been uh, disenfranchised by the much worldly Christianity and the many compromised churches, but there are... Still, the Lord has still left us. There are candlesticks out there. There are still faithful churches out there. Um, and you've got to ask your question, where, where are all the Christians? You know, why aren't they in, in churches? Why aren't they seeking to be in true churches? So you can really tell, really, true believers out of their desire to be part of a, of, of a, 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 a true Bible-believing church. You can really tell where, where they are. And, and, and I do think there are perhaps those who, maybe for a season or two, perhaps have grieved the Spirit because they've, they've gone through a difficult time. Perhaps some harsh words have been said and, and, uh, and then the Lord brings them back. That does happen. But you've got to ask, ask yourself a question. You know, those who completely separate themselves from the body, they show no interest at all in being part of God's body. Have they truly known the way of salvation? The no desire to be part of God's family from all that I've explained today. It's so, it's so sad, isn't it? Well, I suppose that that's why we're told in 1 Corinthians 14, 20 that in malice we, are, we ought to be like children, aren't we? Uh, <laughs> you see little, amongst little children, see, particularly use Lydia at the moment, uh, you know, she'll, one minute she'll get upset because Lily will have a doll or have, have some toy, and, but the next minute, you know, they'll forgive each other, you know, a few minutes later, but, and they'll just carry on playing and smiles and everything else. But with adults sometimes, they, they have a, a bicker about something, some petty, something fairly petty or something goes on. Five years down the line, they can still be squabbling over the same thing, still be unforgiving. Uh, and so we must, uh, in children, be like malice. We must be those who are forgiving uh, and tender-hearted to one another as, as members of God's family. Of course, as our text says in Ephesians 3.15, there are only two places where God's family dwell. There is heaven in heaven and in earth. Only two places where God's family dwell, in heaven and in earth. The Bible tells us that there's no third uh, purgatory place where 
people are purified or trained or a probation period where we're made right. There's no such place for that. That is heresy. And of course, sad to say that many Roman Catholics insist upon this. And that, friends, is heresy. There are but two parts of God's family, the seen part and the unseen part. Like I said, the the church triumphant or in glory and the church militant, us who are here now, the part in heaven and the part on earth. We know, like I said, we know some of, of God's family who are now safe in the arms of the Lord Jesus Christ in heaven now. They are in paradise with the Lord, uh, those who are in heaven. They have finished their course well. They have fought the, the, the great uh, battle of faith, as, as it were, the church in heaven. They have passed through the waves of tribulation and have reached the, far, the fair harbour of the celestial city. And they are no longer troubled by sin and temptation. And they are no longer in pain or sickness or sorrow or tears anymore. Uh, our church family that are in glory. They are at rest now with Christ himself who loved them and gave himself for them. And one day soon... Beloved, we will go to join them in eternal bliss with our Saviour. Are we looking forward to that? To be with uh, dear brothers and sisters in Christ in glory. We will be with all the saints of old. And beloved, like the church of God triumphant, the church in heaven, our, our family members, as it were, God's family members in heaven, at rest in glory, they are perfectly safe. We too, the church of God, militant, alike are safe and secure in the arms of Jesus. We are just as safe and secure as they are. Have you ever thought about that? And it's sad to see so many Christians, we've met some today, that even believe that they can lose their salvation right at the last. What a terrible what a terrible fear that must be to believe that you can lose your salvation. At, at the end, they, we are as safe as our brothers and sisters in Christ who have gone before us to be with the Lord because we are saved the same way through Jesus Christ by faith and by his grace. And when Christ truly saves someone, it is for forever. We can never be lost. We can, the Lord has promised that he will never forsake us, neither leave us. So dwell upon that. Put the, head, put the helmet of salvation upon daily. It will, it will protect you from many of the snares of the devil, as it were, that you are just, you and I are just as safe as our church triumphant, as those believers in glory. Church family, family of God, unlike earthly families, we have a certain future in the Lord. You know, many families here, and we... We all, can, we all come from different families and different backgrounds. And there are many uncertainties, aren't there? I mean, I've got a big family and there's, there's certain concerns that I have uh, uh, among my family. I'm concerned, of course, for my children, for their welfare, for the, for the future. You know, for amongst the much evil we see, there are so many uncertainties. You know, we, 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 there's uncertainties with loved ones and... But in God's families, there's no uncertainty at all, is there? 
We're told everything that will happen to our family. It's the greatest family to be part of. There's no uncertainty at all. Happy is he that hath had the God of Jacob for his help, whose hope is in the Lord his God, which made heaven and earth the sea, and all that therein is, which keepeth truth forever. We have his truth, don't we? In his heart, and it's liberating, is it not? The truth will set you free, and you are happy to be part of the, you and I are happy to be part of the church of God. It's the greatest thing to, be, to become a part of a fam, the family of God. And no one, no one member of God's family shall perish. Not one will be lost in the end. Every limping lamb Christ will carry over. Every weak and poorly saint will be made eternally uh, strong and rich. Every troubled and burdened believer will have full release and lasting peace. Every one, even the weakest of saints, will be found in glory. Um, and when the Lord Jesus comes back again, the members of God's family will no longer be separated. We will all have that glorious, resurrected, perfect body in which to worship the Lord together, the King of love. And Christ will make all things new. The former will pass away. And that great day, in that great day, none of God's family will ever be lonely again. You know, sometimes as Christians, we can experience loneliness um, because we live in such a hostile world to our faith. And, and sometimes even amongst uh, friends and people in our lives, there can be a loneliness because, because of this. Of course, we have the Saviour and we have the Comforter. But you know, we will all be gathered with an innumerable number of angels and of, of saints to ever worship the Lord. What a day that will be. What a day that will be for us who struggle here below, the, the, the family of God, where we, there will be an innumerable amount. Imagine we just have fellowship now. We, we, we love the fellowship. But imagine millions upon millions of brothers and sisters in Christ, and you're made perfect. <laughs> There'll be no more squabbling anymore. There'll be no more sin to spoil any, anymore. You'll have the light, the perfect light of Christ uh, upon us. There'll be no misunderstandings any, anymore. It will be wonderful, won't it? Uh, to, be, to have that fellowship and to worship and adore our Saviour forevermore. Well, what a blessed privilege it is for us to be part of God's family. And uh, we will gather together to forever be with the Lord. There will be no more disagreements anymore. For Christ will be our perfect light in glory. And friends, you see what a great and wonderful privilege it is to be part of God's family. That's really what I, want. I wanted to just encourage us this evening. Because the devil can whisper in your ear, can he not? Just just. Don't go to Bible study this evening. Don't go to prayer, the prayer, uh, prayer meeting this evening. You're tired. Stick on the, stick on the telly or stick on uh, YouTube or some other thing and just take it easy. And what, whatever it is, there is, there is a temptation, isn't there? And we, we all know what that feels like. Um, just remind yourself of the great and wonderful privilege it is to be part of God's family. Cherish it. 
forever cherish it. Thank the Lord for it. As the Apostle Paul did, joy, you are our joy in the Lord. Uh, Find joy in other believers, speaking to other believers, emailing other believers, praying for for, for one another. We're part of the family like any other family. Look upon all the families of the world and ask yourself the question, is there such a family of God such as this who has such an inheritance so sure and lasting? We can't see that at all, can we? Remind yourself of these truths whose blessings are vast and eternal that we have here today. We, we, we are but a small member here, a small fellowship, a body of believers here. And that we, we're at literally uh, amongst so many people who do not have these great privileges. Let us never forget of these truths. And if in your heart you are yet still a stranger of God's family, it's so important. If, if you don't have any love for the brethren, love for God's service, love to be with God's people, love to worship the Lord, then ask yourself the question, am I truly a Christian? If I don't have any love for God's family, his people, if I can't see the likeness in, in, in those people, if I don't love them, you've got to ask yourself this question, haven't you, friends? Well, let us be ever thankful that we are part of God's family. Amen. Amen. Feel free to contact us at Sovereign Grace Church in Tiverton. Email us at grace2seekers at gmail.com. That's grace2seekers at gmail.com. Alternatively, you can visit our website at www.sovereigngracereformedchurch.co.uk.